Megavon and friends, welcome to another episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. My name is Dan Zerby. And I'm Sean Kelly. Yes. All right. We did it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> And together we'll be discussing the writings, adaptation, news, games, everything else regarding J.R.R. Tolkien's legendarium in a way that he wouldn't uh he wouldn't like. He wouldn't like it. What's up, yeah. Sean? How are we doing today? Uh yeah, you know, I'm feeling good. It's good to be back, nice. you know. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm glad we're I'm glad I'm glad we're uh we're doing this. It's nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing we're enjoying doing this podcast that we do for fun <laughs> yeah and uh you know nothing's more enjoyable than uh first of all uh fulfilling our promises and called shots and secondly talking about some of the raddest characters in the legendarium that's right if you listen to uh our premiere of season one uh, that came out on valentine's day you'll season two yeah. Uh you'll know that we're 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 doing an episode on Finrod Felagund of the House of Finarfin, one yeah. of the best elves in the legendarium, if not the best elf in the legendarium. It, it's pretty objective. Uh I mean it's a, it's subjective, it, but it's kind it of, it's pretty objective. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to argue with Finrod. Finrod's the dude. Yeah. Um Um yeah. But before we get into all yeah. this Finrod business. We have some uh, business to take care of first. A little housekeeping of shame. Yeah, we do. <laughs> housekeeping <laughs> of shame, indeed. Yeah, yeah. so uh, in this case, I'm going to put on a maid outfit before I put on the dunce, dunce cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clean up after yourself, you dirty slut. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm assuming yeah, it was I... a French maid outfit? Because that's um, what I... That's no, I, I think it was like, right a, like a hotel, like a like a gray oh. dress with like a, a white apron, like oh. overlaid on it. And well, that's significantly less. Uh, yeah, suggestive. sorry. It's sort but of if that's what you're wearing, then why am I envisioning your pale, hairy legs <laughs> in fishnet stockings? <laughs> oh well, the the dress is short. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. Thank God. Otherwise, I was going to make uh, it weird. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. Speaking of making it weird, I did mention last time, at the end of the episode, that uh, in in early drafts of Lord of the Rings, there was a. Uh, there was supposed to be a steamy love triangle between it was a Gimli, Galadriel, and Frodo, and you know I don't, I don't know where I got that. I'm pretty sure it was from a dream I had the night before. Um, I won't go into detail, but <laughs> suffice to say, <laughs> are you confusing Lord of the Rings and Lord of the G Strings again? <laughs> I don't, I I don't know if that's real, but it does it. It, it is a real soft be, core. Right? It is a real soft core from like <laughs> oh, yeah, the Skinamax okay, days of like the early two thousands. Yeah, wow, that's um, I can't for... recommend it. I, <laughs> I, I just can't in good conscience. <laughs> well, you you had you as a Tolkien nerd, you had to do your due diligence <laughs> and watch all of the adaptations, and I, I respect that, right. but. Also, I will say it was not it was not true to the core of the original. <laughs> I will say not, that. not the most faithful adaptation, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Not in my humble opinion as a Tolkien scholar. <laughs> 
Uh, well, um, thanks for doing that research. I think that's probably where I got my idea from, but yeah, that's, that's not, it's not true. So anyway, Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about Finrod. (laughs) Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) So yes, we're today talking about Finrod, AKA Felagund, AKA, uh, Edenil, AKA Atandil, uh, AKA Nam. Yeah. Everybody's got a bunch of, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Finrod is uh, one of the four children of uh, the great elf Finarfin. He's the eldest brother of Angrod, uh, Agnor, and Galadriel, of course. Let's see. He uh, took the name of Felagund when he became the ruler of Nargathron. We'll get into that in a few. That was uh, given to him by the dwarves. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, and uh, and that mean and that name means a uh, hewer of caves. Uh, since his strongholds definitely uh respect from the dwarves i would say oh yeah because they're big hewers i mean yeah that's a uh yeah that's as that's as 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 big a compliment as as you can get from a from a dwarf especially for an elf really that's how great finrod was he was friends with literally everybody except for for orcs and morgoth of course well yeah i mean i don't Hopefully, no elves were friends with them, but I think maybe yeah. a couple were. <laughs> uh, uh, his name Nam uh, was given to him uh, by men, uh, and it means wisdom. So there yeah, you go. Which is, you know, also obviously a sign of respect. So, if sure in is. case you couldn't tell, he was, you know, <laughs> if not the best elf uh, in most liked. like of all time yeah most likable yeah, like for most sure. popular yeah he yeah he, he won most won. popular in high school for sure yeah <laughs> yeah definitely won the uh superlative for that 100 um yeah i mean anything anything else on the on the background you want to mention or should we get uh, into no i think we should just get into it yeah we let's, got plenty you know, to talk about so we're we're gonna cast him into the fire all right yeah a uh, fan favorite segment i assume <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, once we get feedback we can you know narrow that down but yeah it's one right. of our favorite segments it uh, is i love it so yeah i i, I don't want to necessarily you know recast him from rings of power but just you know yeah just in general like who, yeah. you know who's a good fit for uh finrod and so i kind of went the route of likable actors. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll kick it off uh, yeah. with some that I think would actually be like pretty close. Like maybe a James McAvoy. That is that oh, yeah. That's, a, that's not a bad one. That's not he's, a bad he's one. Like I like that one. Sort of elfish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I, he's a great, he's a good actor. He could pull it yeah. off for sure. He's a good actor. I was he's thinking. No, no, go ahead. I mean, no, that. he's likable. Yeah. No. yeah. What do, what do you got? Uh, he's a little buff, but I feel like Henry Cavill would do a great job as Finrod. Yeah. I think uh, we just need to hide his, you know, uh, sort of Greek god physique. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. In some like <laughs> loose flowing robes and maybe some like uh with like horizontal lines on them or whatever although i will say i saw somewhere on the internet someone uh cast henry cavill as feanor and that's a pretty oh, good yeah one, he would, i mean that yeah i, I don't Feanor would have the biceps from all the smithing and, and making so you know yeah. that, that one does work a little bit better i guess 
<laughs> also, Feanor is like supposed to be maybe the most uh, beautiful elf of all time or whatever. Yeah. And so Henry Cavill's a handsome son of a bitch. Yeah. I don't know if he- Henry Cavill's like beautiful, but he's certainly handsome. So, yeah. yeah can't fault him there. Um, Actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying this, I know this is completely off topic and a tangent, but now I'm thinking like Henry Cavill should play Turin. I could. I could see that sort that of. Could. I don't know. I I always like. I imagine Turin as uh, more of like an emo kid. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's so he's like a little a little more frail. Not frail, but you know, yeah, like definitely lithe, not frail. I guess uh, <laughs> maybe. But That's yeah, I, I can see it. Way. I can see it. I I just want to see Henry Cavill as like a villain. <laughs> yeah. No. He he he. Yeah. He'd be a good fit. Either way. Um, anyway, but we're not casting either of those characters. So... Yeah, no, we're not. We're still talking about Fifth Heart. So, <laughs> yeah, so how about uh, another person who I think would make a pretty good elf and is a good actor? Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like he's, um, once he kind of moved past Twilight and everything, uh, people realize, like, oh, hey, this guy's actually a good, at, like, once he has a decent yeah. script. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know, it's like all good. these people who are in Twilight, everybody's like, oh, these people suck, and then they just do literally any other movie, and you're like, oh, they can act, they just happen to be in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, except for, you know, Kristen Stewart, but besides that, everybody... No, she actually, actually can act, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, just no, she doesn't can. make good movies, as it turns <laughs> yeah, out. She... <laughs> like, she's talented she... and just makes bad movies. <laughs> she could do her job, her agent can't <laughs> yeah, right. yeah there we go um uh, let's see yeah, who else who did else i have that? here um i thought charlie hunnam could do a good job in as as finrod he's likable he's charismatic i don't even know who that is uh he played Jax teller in sons of anarchy he was also in um the gentleman i think it's a uh oh god uh that guy charlie jesus christ Hallam? hunnam Oh, okay. See, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He was in Pacific Rim, Children of Men, King Arthur. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know. I did not know this guy's name. Yeah, he would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I've seen it in in so much stuff, but that's funny. Yeah, I never... uh, You make a number of uh, Sons of Anarchy references. I just never saw I didn't. Yeah, I I do, actually. (laughs) Necessarily Weirdly, I'm also looking at a... um, like a, a picture that somebody drew of Finrod, and it looks kind of weirdly like Charlie Hunnam. So <laughs> that actually maybe. might be a good choice. I'd say maybe uh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Hey, who else do you have? Um. All right. So this is getting a little more. I mean, so Paul Rudd. I was gonna say. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm ready to get silly when you are. On this, so <laughs> so like I still went likable, but now we're getting to the point where they are not great for the. <laughs> for the role exactly yeah I th- like i mean paul rudd's likable because he's got like an easygoing funny way about him and i feel like yeah. that's probably not <laughs> not exactly finrod's vibe but yeah but it's not exactly not his vibe though too to be fair you know yeah i mean like, yeah he enjoyed it, fun i'm, sh- I, I'm sure is- Love of the harp, I guess. Uh, who else <laughs> yeah. did I have? Uh, this one's very specific. Um, 80s Kyle McLaughlin in David Lynch's The Silmarillion. <laughs> kind of inspired by Dune. 
Uh, I, but uh, if David Lynch were to direct the Silmarillion, Kyle MacLachlan would definitely be in it. <laughs> I, I mean, and he's charming yeah, enough that to play Finrod, in my opinion. It's so specific, but I, I, I do. Know. I, I can I, I can see like I need to I needed to wrap my mind around how that's how that works and I haven't seen the original Dune in quite some time but well it's a uh, generally considered uh, to be a poor adaptation <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can As, say that. <laughs> Let's be real. As I love David Lynch, but the man is not somebody who cares to stick to the source material. He's kind of going to do his own thing a little bit. So, yeah, um, um, I don't think David Lynch's The Silmarillion would even be that good. <laughs> it would be. But it would be a ride. He made it. That, it sure would. That's it would, sure. <laughs> it would be entertaining to look at. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I got one more. Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't uh, get more likable than that. It's true. He does seem like a friend, and um, just not, <laughs> just like so unelfish. But <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not stopping Amazon yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Shots I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's it. But uh, the. There are plenty of likable actors who are even worse for this role, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Just, I'd like to see Tom Hanks in the Legendarium, yeah. just doing like a, a, a like a not British accent. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I, I don't think Tom Hanks can even do a British accent. <laughs> yeah, a Southern twang, Finrod like, or whatever. Just... <laughs> yeah, salt of the earth, uh, elf, yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have one already... more. Yeah, go for it. And longtime listeners might have an idea. Luis Guzman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always right, Luis so Guzman. What, we love well, on Luis the, Guzman on here. The go, on the Guzmometer. On the Guzmometer. How, <laughs> how hot is Guzman for this role? I mean, so, like like most roles for me personally, it's 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 a nine out of ten Guzmans. Yeah, I so all right. I would say Guzman, you know, he's not. He probably shouldn't be in the shoes of any elf. You know, realistically, he's yeah. not the most elvish uh, fella. No, but no, I mean, his likability is through the like, goddamn roof. I yeah, mean. if if you if you were a group of men wandering through the woods and you. Uh, woke up to the sound of harp playing and Louise Guzman was just sitting next to your fire singing in the most beautiful voice you'd ever heard. Oh, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been working on that in between the uh, No, but I've noticed since uh, we switched to Hulu with ads because it's so much cheaper, we're seeing a lot of... Uh... Louise Guzman and like these stupid phone ads. So, <laughs> so I'm just, just hearing his voice a lot. So I was just going for it. I don't even know if that was good, honestly. <laughs> no, it was. It was actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say like seven out of ten Guzmans. <laughs> I mean, it's a respectable amount of Guzmans. Yeah, because he, he has the leg ability, but I feel like. All right. Yeah, I feel like the maximum for an elf is like seven for him. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no, that's fair. That's fair. Like, yeah. he's he's a little more dwarvish, I, or like, I'm, a, yeah, like I'm a blinded by his charisma for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 
I mean, that's Finrod's home deal. So that's why he's getting a max score for an elf. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. for me, that's not, that's not too high. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get a little into uh, the life of Finrod uh, Felagun here. Yeah. All right, so let's just jump in. He was born in Eldamar in Valinor in the uh, year of the trees, thirteen hundred, and uh, you know, so growing up in Valinor, you know, it's all good until you know things started going <laughs> shitty with Morgoth steal, uh, you know, murdering the trees and Ungoliant sucking him up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you, and, you know uh, that time was was not great. If you've uh, listened yeah. to our other <laughs> episodes, uh, yeah, red area, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, uh, listen to I guess the episode on trees from our first season. I think goes into that or spiders even because we talk about Ungoliant. We've yeah. talked about it in several episodes and the Silmaril episode too. So you have a lot of options if you want to get a little more into that. But. Uh, so we've talked about uh, the story of the Silmarils last season. So you might remember Feanor and the exit of the exile of the Noldor, which Finrod opposed. He opposed Feanor because you know Feanor was a dick and uh, did not was not in favor of uh, the Noldor uh, leaving uh, Valinor. But he also would not be sundered from his friends and family, so he went with. Also, because he didn't want them to be under Feanor's rule as you might imagine. Yeah, he he probably wanted to be a good influence. Uh, on <laughs> yeah, the exactly. It's like, I <laughs> know what's going to happen to my younger <laughs> siblings if they're only hanging out with goddamn Feanor. <laughs> <laughs> Just smoking cigarettes, uh, leaning against the wall of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of Tyrion yeah. and Pantuna. Luring in front of 7-Elevens and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Finrod and company uh, did not participate in the great kinslaying. However, when uh, the Valar pronounced the doom of the Noldor, he did not return to Valinor with his father, Finarfin. Uh, he stayed in Middle-earth with his siblings. So Probably good why, that he did, yeah. Yeah, no, it ends up uh, working out. Not as much for him in the end, I suppose. But actually, no, it does work out for him in the end because he's awesome. Anyway, yeah. so... Did he, did he cross the Hell Karakse? Yeah, um, right. I think he would have had to, right? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody except for Fanor's followers did. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he so. would have been he would have been with Galadriel, and she did. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, yeah, so they, they went through the the shifting ice in the north, which was sure probably did. not a great time. No, it seems like it would suck. <laughs> it would be really shitty. Uh, so what did he do when he got to? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, Middle Earth and the Syrian. Right. So they're all in, uh, you know, they're all in Beleriand now. And uh, while a guest uh, with his sister Galadriel uh, of King Thingol, you know, he expressed admiration of Menegroth. I mean, the great caves, the great stronghold of uh, Menegroth. Um, and Thingol told him, "It's like, well, if you think Menegroth's nice, there are these caves, <laughs> the caves of Narog, and they're pretty fucking dope, bro." I'm paraphrasing. I don't think that's really. <laughs> I thought I thought Olmo told him about it. Olmo did also. Uh, let's see. Damn it! This is the All thing right, so when I'm taking notes, well, you know, you can only write down so yeah, much. No, I know, I know. Well, for, first he founded Minas Tirith when he, yes, as soon as I'm he sorry, got there. Right. Yeah, which the original, the OG yeah. Minas Tirith. Yeah, yeah which was. Um, 
What does it mean? Tower of Guard? Uh, it I believe so. Tower of Guard. Yeah, but uh, he, he founded mistake. Minas Tirith in, in the middle of the Syrian. Uh, yeah, on Tolsirion, which would uh, later become the Isle of Werewolves when Sauron took it over. Yeah, which Much is later. ironic, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, say, and we also kind of talked about that a little bit uh, before as well in another episode. Um, let's see. Oh, yes. So while journeying southward along River Siran, Finrod and his friend Turgon encamped on its banks. Then Ulmo, coming up the river, laid a deep sleep upon them. And uh, they were each bidden to prepare for a day of evil and to establish a retreat, a stronghold. And that's there you go. That's why uh, he decided he needed a new stronghold eventually. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite elf was, elf was visited and the most helpful elf was visited by the most helpful Vala. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, yeah, know, that's right. he helped him <laughs> weather yeah, exactly. the storm for a while, at least. Yes. Uh, so uh, so Finrod left the, the OG Minas Tirith uh, on Tulsaren in the care of his nephew Oradreth. And uh, he built a new stronghold with the help of the Dwarves of the Blue Mountains uh, and created uh, Nargothrond. And uh, uh, he kept a lot of his jewels. He brought a lot of his jewels and riches with him from Valinor. And uh, he rewarded the Dwarves for her, their help with many of those jewels, which will come in a little bit later. And yeah, well, in return, they also uh, made the Nauglamir for him. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. Which is, uh, I thought uh, we were going to talk about after the next bit, but oh, that's what well, we do. yeah, I mean, it's a fancy, <laughs> it's a fancy necklace, but yeah, you know what? Fancy while necklace, we're here, yeah. <laughs> while we're here in Nargothron, <laughs> you know, I watched, uh, I watched the intro to, um, this show, uh, to try and figure out the, uh, the intro music, and it's already just completely out of my head, but, uh, it's time for Mad Men of the West. <laughs> Mad Men of the West. Boom, boom, boom. I, I don't yeah. I don't remember how the song goes, but <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> this time uh <laughs> Finrod Filigund is sponsored by the Boring Company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, how do you think those caves were delved? Yeah, you know, they, they were gonna do it by hand. No. It's they like people who suggest that... rocks boring <laughs> stories until the rocks crumbled away. That's what you meant by boring, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 the caves of Nargothron were delved just like the pyramids of Egypt were built by human hands. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever ancient you want aliens. to believe. <laughs> it's ancient aliens is the answer. <laughs> now, the Boring Company, uh, it's like the, uh, you know, Elon Musk joint that builds giant drills and stuff. And uh, they also... Um, Get, uh, like sold flamethrowers do you remember that <laughs> i don't remember that but i'll believe you <laughs> yeah they like as a, some sort of advertising bit they were they like gave or like oh. sold flamethrowers or something okay, yeah people. i do actually remember that yeah, yeah i mean they yeah. weren't like real flamethrowers but they were yeah but they did shoot flames so yeah they, they did yeah. Shoot. so i guess, <laughs> so they, I were, guess but... <laughs> they were but they didn't throw them as far as a military grade one yeah, yeah yeah you you weren't you weren't gonna like shoot and them into up, a bunker yeah, or something yeah. am i remembering correctly that they kind of looked like blasters from star wars like uh yeah. stormtroopers blasters i mean they were yeah. they were sweet 
flamethrowers, but like not the cool, most yeah. effective. And also, yeah. why the hell is a uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like a, a company that digs tunnels and mines uh, <laughs> giving out flamethrowers? Yeah. But yeah, you know he probably could use that too uh, later on. You know, as well as you'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the boring company. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's yeah. They 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 I mean, dug out the caves and they could dig out a cave for you too probably I don't really know how their pricing works uh, that's not part of the ad read <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, you know, call, call for a quote I guess so. yeah <laughs> also if uh, the boring company would like to uh, you know become a sponsor of our podcast send us an email at Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, I mean, they've done weirder stuff for their uh, <laughs> for their advertisements, so why not? <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, I I jumped ahead with the now glimmer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what did you? No, what did well, you have to say not really. I mean, yeah. So with 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 those jewels, uh, yeah, they they made him uh, a gift yeah, of, of yeah, the they made him a nice ne- necklace, basically. necklace, yeah, which eventually uh, would house a Silmaril and cause a shitload of trouble. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about that in the in the last couple episodes of uh, last season. So check out our episodes on the Silmarils. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, it, this is the point where you can see he is uh, like he becomes fast friends with the dwarves. Obviously, that I mean, they yeah. give him his like most famous moniker. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, uh, it basically becomes his, yeah, it's, it's, it's synonymous with epithet it. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so this is just <laughs> the first of multiple examples of him just befriending yeah. every race possible. Indeed. And speaking of, that's actually where we're going to be next in our little biography of Finrod. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Finrod like is you know he's a bro as you guys have heard and so while hunting with some of his bros they were it was actually the least shitty sons of feanor maglor and madros <laughs> <laughs> which is like, you know low bar but <laughs> yeah they're all pretty problematic but those were the least shitty ones for sure they at least uh didn't feel great about the stuff they were doing <laughs> yeah uh, but they were out hunting in east Beleriand, and uh he just got you know, Finrod just kind of got bored of the hunt and just decided to wander off alone for a little while. Just classic and, elf things. They're just like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to wander around for like a month <laughs> while the rest <laughs> of you guys hunt. Like, enjoy your hunt, fellas. I'm uh, yeah, I'm going to go just explore some woods as an elves are wont to do. Uh, and while he's uh, traveling off into East Beleriand, he comes across Ben, uh, Bayor and his people. Uh, yeah, this is the was, first contact of yeah. men and elves. This is a big deal. Yeah, he's he's the first elf that the race of men encountered, and it's yeah. a good thing that he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is because it could have gone way bad, way poorly. <laughs> yeah, but um, he like he instantly like fell in love with the race of men. Yeah, as soon as he saw them, he's like, oh my god, look, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> they're like me, uh, but it's just so much worse. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> uh, so as he comes across these men, uh, they're, they're sleeping, and while they slept, Finrod picks up a harp and just starts playing it. And the, and the men awoke going like, whoa, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Who's this dude? <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, he becomes friends. He becomes friends with men. He uh, teaches, he learns their language and teaches them Cinderin. Uh, I, I believe when he was playing and singing, they, uh, you know, obviously they didn't know Cinderin. Uh, but right. he, yeah, they didn't know what he was singing. Yeah, the his, words. He didn't his understand them. Singing and everything was so beautiful that they were like seeing images of the meaning of his song in the fire yeah. or something like that. It was just. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was I a mean, magical experience for them, as you might yeah. expect. Like you meet an elf for the first time, it's gonna be a pretty magical yeah. experience, you know. And he, at least he's known to. Like, there are he ends up singing songs of power, so there is yeah. like magic in his uh, yeah. singing. It, yeah. It's canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's elf magic, as uh, yeah. as as Galadriel refers, or uh, Samwise, I think, refers to it in uh, in in the Lord of the yeah. Rings. And Galadriel's like, well, I don't know what you mean by magic, but <laughs> oh, he's just so good you mean at this singing. Magical <laughs> shit that I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, I guess magic to you, mortals. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, one for of them, those it's cases. Not as, yeah, for the elves, it's not as big a deal because it's just something that they do. But for <laughs> yeah, the elves, like, whoa, like, yeah. dude, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I just sing and a, and a laser light show accompanies yeah. it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. So Finrod uh, does uh, twenty one twelve for the men. <laughs> With the light show and everything, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so he becomes bu- best buds with 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 men, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's part of and, the whole ennoblement of men sort yeah, of thing the, is becoming friends with elves. That group of men also, uh, Bayor, uh, is it the House of Hador? Is that his house uh, or is I, House of Bayor? I guess, but uh, yeah, House of his progeny. It ends up being like all the kings of men and everything. Like yes. they're the most noble house of men and end right. up being like Numenorean kings and whatnot. So, yeah. You know, and, you know, in, in a way, you know, he was, you know, Beor was already noble to begin with, but he learned Cinderin and everything. Yeah. And so that's like the first case of a nobleman. And arguably that yeah. could be why they, you know, prospered and were so yeah. uh, successful. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So what's that, what's after this? Uh, so let's see. Um, he stays friends uh, with the house of Bayor for his entire uh, for his entire life. It becomes actually very very significant. So during the Dagor Bragolach, which is the Battle of Sudden Flame, which is one of the uh, I think it's the fourth war of Beleriand against Morgoth. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's, it's the, one of the four. It's, it's, one the, of the four. <laughs> it's the penultimate battle with Morgoth at yeah. um, at Angband. So, yeah. like during they, you know, this whole time they're yeah. basically besieging Angband, and yeah, they're all fighting Morgoth. Uh, yeah. It's just like all all sparked by Feanor trying to get Silmarils back. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's and, that's what uh, these wars were. Yeah, this is the one where uh, you know Morgoth explodes a bunch of volcanoes and sends uh, um, uh, dragons out for the first or drakes. I, I don't know what they were at the time, but they were. F- they were flightless dragons. And uh, so it wasn't a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. And uh, and during that battle, uh, Finrod finds himself surrounded by orcs. When Barahir of the House of Beor saves his life from the orcs, he jumps into the ring and kicks a bunch of ass, saving Finrod's life. And uh, 
Finrod swears an oath of friendship and aid uh, to Bear here and all of his kin. And as a token, and this part's uh, important and connects us back to Lord of the Rings, he gives Bear here his ring, which becomes known as the Ring of Bear here, which is worn by Aragorn. It's an air, one of the heirlooms uh, yeah. that Aragorn has. It's the, uh, the, the, the serpents with the emerald eyes. Yeah, it's uh, a that it's ring. a pretty sweet ring and uh, pretty you know, It it's yeah, it is one of those moments where it ties like it, it, if you read the Lord of the Rings, I, I think they mentioned the Ring of Bear here a couple do, yeah. times, and it, you're like, all right, well that's cool. Like he's, he's I don't he's know got, what that like, means, but it's one cool. of the <laughs> <laughs> like artifacts of his house, and then yeah. this comes out, and you're like, oh my god, there's an entire backstory that's like interwoven with how his yeah. house got this ring and everything it's just yeah it's just one of those moments of expanding on yeah. something you know little about and it just yeah ugh, yeah, and, it, yeah when you read that in lord of the rings it's what's referred to as a uh, textual ruin which is you know there's this backstory that we don't know anything about but it enriches the fact like oh there's a lot to this you know and then yeah, finally it's, the it's like a mystery, out, yeah. can find out exactly where this came from it's pretty cool yeah I mean, um, this goes to show how <laughs> hell of a world builder <laughs> tolkien was yeah <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i mean this ring comes into play a few times uh but uh yeah i mean yeah is there something before it uh, actually comes to? No, yeah, that's pretty much the next thing. Yeah, important, notable thing that happens. Uh, yeah, which we have uh, touched on already, but and we're gonna have to get again. We'll we'll get far more into the story of Baron and Luthien in its own episode because it's it 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 needs its own episode. <laughs> yeah, it might even be a two parter. We'll see about that. But um, so uh, ten years after that, Bear here's son Baron. Uh, comes to Narthrond looking for help because, you know, he met this smoking hot chick in the woods and, um, <laughs> but her dad, he wants to put a marry. ring on it. Yeah. He wants to put a <laughs> ring on it. Uh, but not until, uh, he goes and gets a silver. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing else to it there. Price, uh, says, uh, get me a silver from Morgoth's crown, idiot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Baron's like, yeah, okay. You got it, dude. <laughs> and uh goes to finrod for help and uh you know given that uh baron's the son of a bear here he's like absolutely whatever you need dude i'm i'm with you yeah uh, with, it, it it's a just another instance of him showing his character of yeah. like I, this is he stands he's by his oaths he's yeah a man he's going to help earth. this guy get a, a silmaril from the crown of the most evil being of all time <laughs> like powerful and evil the like, single most powerful being in arda yeah, yeah which is yeah like, like <laughs> or in the universe except for eru i mean really yeah, melian the maya was just like hey you just sent this guy on a suicide mission and then you know and <laughs> and like, like yeah, oh right, by the way i'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, it, so... it, it doesn't go great does it <laughs> uh no it, and it all ends up in the end being okay but it do- it doesn't go superbly <laughs> uh so yeah so uh so in so order to could... leave basically finrod uh it gives up his kingship. Uh, 
pretty much. I mean, he knows there's a good chance they're not going to be able to come back because, you know, they're trying to steal a Silmaril from Morgoth or steal it back from Morgoth, to be more fair. Yeah. And then but, Kel- um, Kelegorm and Kurifin are two of the sons of Feanor, and they're basically, yeah. they uh, get into this like public argument with him and persuade basically all of his people not to go with him. Except for 10. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah his... warriors do accompany uh Baron and Finrod to yeah, try so... to get this shit done, you know. Yeah, twelve guys uh just <laughs> going up against start... Morgoth <laughs> and Sauron yeah. to yeah. start heading north. And yeah, yeah, and Finrod so they do. <laughs> yeah, Finrod disguises them all as orcs, I believe. Um, uh yeah so well, let me see make sure yes so they so they get to they disguise themselves as uh orcs uh but they are yeah that, still sauron captured. sees through that yeah so, yeah sauron <laughs> sees them is like <laughs> no way bitch <laughs> yeah and so yeah they're heading now they're, they're heading north and they get to what used to be minas tirith which he founded yeah. Is yeah, like the first thing where he got there, but yeah. uh, Sauron ended up taking that over and turning yep. it into Tolengaroth. Yeah, the Isle of Werewolves. Yeah, which is in the common tongue. Yeah, Tower um, of Guard into Isle of Werewolves is yeah. both they're it's just like hardcore yeah. places. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, kind of uh, you know. Uh, the management of Minas Tirith really let everything go to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really did. They really did. Um, so anyway, so they're captured. They're imprisoned on uh, the Isle of Werewolves. And uh, well, before they get captured, uh, uh, Finrod gets into a shouting match with, uh, or a singing match rather, with Sauron. This is after they're captured. Actually, after they're captured, they get into. They have like a. They fight each other, or when they're captured, I guess perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Finrod and Sauron had a had a singing contest. Basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I mean they they strove in songs of power, so they were like singing at each other with their magic singing, basically. And given you know, I mean, you know, Finrod is a great elven king and had a lot of power, but Sauron's a Maya, and he's yeah. a very powerful one at that. So he does. Uh, he does win. He he wins the the singing battle. I do, I, uh, I kind of picture it like in the Hobbit movies with uh, Gandalf and the uh, the necromancer. <laughs> uh, I, I know like parts of that scene were ridiculous, but there were they were sort of like striving against each other with these like. I don't know forces that were. It's just hard to even visualize or comprehend. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So magic singing, we'll just say. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like that's what we got to call yeah, it. That, yeah, that's uh, that's all he gives us. So yeah. Um. So Sauron wins and then is able to strip them of their disguise. Um. But he doesn't find out their names or their purpose. Um. So he doesn't know that he's dealing with Finrod Felagund. He doesn't know that he's dealing with Baron. Of of the house of Beor, son of Barahir, he doesn't know who any of them are, and one by one, Sauron has them killed by werewolves until only Baron and Felagund were left. But no one, none of the other, none of the ten companions of Finrod and and Baron gave them up. Like no one talked; they all died with their mouths shut because yeah. 
no one don't talk to cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could, Sauron could, could tell that Finrod uh, was like powerful. Obviously, you know, he just got into a singing yeah. match with him. So he was saving him for last, hoping somebody would just yeah. be like, you know, like, who the hell is this guy? But they all <laughs> said that they were Spartacus. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Uh, was the, I am Spartacus. Their mantra. <laughs> no, I am Spartacus. <laughs> Um, anyway, I am. So yeah, Sauron just kills all of them <laughs> eventually. It's like, all right, sure, <laughs> whatever, and, man. Yeah, and he just Sauron eventually just gets frustrated. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. They're not talking, so I'm just gonna kill. Just kill them. Uh, so he sent uh, another werewolf to kill Baron specifically, but Finrod was not having that shit at all. So he put forth all of his power and strength. And burst his bonds, which is why I do think that you know you could pull off a muscly, muscly Finrod. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, Henry he, Cavill is busting out of some manacles, yeah, and, just, and choking a werewolf out. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he uh, wrestles the werewolf and does kill it with his bare hands and his teeth, which is. I mean, if you're going to fight a wolf, I mean that's a badass. <laughs> wolf. I mean, he didn't have yeah. any, any weapons. He didn't have many much of a choice. Uh, I mean, what a way to go. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, and spoiler, Finrod is mortally wounded himself, and he dies. He dies there in the the tower that he had built himself, which is kind of a bummer. It's it's tragic, but... You know, I built this tower, and it was so pretty, and then these assholes came and ruined it, and there's dog shit all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's he saves Baron and sacrifices himself to save Baron's life. It's badass and melancholy in like a very Viking way, you know. Yeah, like well, it a goes very, like Anglo-Saxon way. Yeah, it goes to that, uh, you know, that northern spirit that Tolkien uh, wrote about of like, you know, it goes to that whole idea of you know fighting fight that needs to be fought even if you die. Like, yeah, just that, like whether you, whether you survive or not is not important. It's you fight the fight because it's the fight that you need to fight. You know. Yeah, and he uh, held true to his oath, which very uh, Beowulfian. Yeah, yeah, Beowulfian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he did. He held true to his oath, and uh, and he he does die. Um, and so before we get into what ends up happening to Finrod after this, because you yeah. know, spoiler, the elves are immortal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they uh, they can't be killed, but they're they, yeah. they're still they, sitting around. Yeah, souls um, on. Uh, choo choo. The adaptation station adaptation station. is just around the corner here. Chugga 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 choo choo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had an idea for a game show. <laughs> Ooh, all right. All right, it's Who's called Devil? Wear and Tear. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> contestants compete in a series of qu- quizzes <laughs> and tasks. And, uh, you know, they're, they're competing in an elimination style, uh, tournament to, you know, figure out who's the, the winner. Uh, but the twist is that whoever loses gets devoured by a werewolf. Ooh, high stakes. <laughs> yeah. Is this based on a Japanese game show by chance? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, like a, it's a Korean <laughs> thing. Oh, okay. You know, Sorry. Like yeah. a, a squid game type situation. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, no, like, a, uh, <laughs> What's the, I always forget the name of it. The 
ultimate uh, like kingdom uh, what, what's the thing where it was like an obstacle course with the guys oh, the wearing... ninja warrior no no that oh god i can't remember what it is <laughs> <laughs> there, there was this <laughs> Japanese game show. Um, it had different uh, names in Japanese, translated and in English. It was on like Spike in the two thousands, and it was oh man, it was these guys <laughs> who were wearing like traditional Japanese robes, and <laughs> these people were competing in an obstacle course, and the the commentators were just screaming and like <laughs> it was like the most high energy like it sounds vaguely familiar but they were like know. lubed up and like climbing stairs and stuff and <laughs> well it sounds like, like quality programming that's for sure oh i mean yeah no, <laughs> nothing nothing quite like that but uh yeah I, i'm i'm picturing that but whoever loses just gets eaten by a werewolf <laughs> Yeah, very high stakes, and uh, but they do get a gigantic glowing uh, jewel if they win. So, <laughs> uh, oh, it's uh, MXC Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. I I I didn't like watch the show because anytime I would flip past uh, Spike, I'd be like, "What the fuck is happening? This is crazy." <laughs> it's it overwhelming to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you need like you need a certain like I don't know if. <laughs> like you have to be neurotypical or neurodivergent but it's one of the <laughs> two and you need to just thrive in the chaos of that sort of show and that's yeah. actually kind of like thinking about it that's kind of the energy i'd like to bring to, you know a, uh, to wear and tear <laughs> i i love it i'm in favor highly in favor yeah. of this uh, by the way that's where w-e-r-e which right, i mean yeah. it means it, man in old the, english yeah it's yeah the, the wolf isn't yeah, it's not part of it, but Wolf means, the, the yeah. pun still works. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All nice. right, so what, what happens to Finrod? Uh, well, you know, he dies. But as you know, he uh, get re you get it you get on a uh, rebodied. Um, so you know when when an elf's uh body dies, his feya or, or her feya, which is their uh, spirit, their soul, goes to uh the halls of Mandas. Uh, to be judged and uh he finrod was not there long because he was the shit i mean he was noble and selfless and he was always reluctant to to depart the undying lands he didn't really want to do that um so after a very short time he he gets he gets re-embodied in valinor and he gets to just live until the end of time uh and it is said that he dwells beneath the trees in eldamar uh, being able to be reunited with his father Fenarfin and uh, his beloved Amadie, who he left in Valinor when he uh, joined the Noldor. Uh, yeah, they, they were betrothed, he, but they never yeah. married until uh, never married. You know, presumably when. He got yeah, back. I mean, you you figure they he, yeah he <laughs> gets reincarnated <laughs> like I think I'm ready to tie the knot, lady, <laughs> babe. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Um, he, the, yeah. One of the reasons this is so significant is um I don't know if we've even mentioned the or like talked about the doom of Mandos yet the prophecy of the north. I mean we, uh, we mentioned it earlier that like he heard the prophecy but I mean basically Mandos was like hey you guys fucked up you cannot come home and yeah 
if any of you dies, like all the, these are all the exiles of uh, the Noldor who left yeah. and went to Middle Earth. Um, yeah, with and did not and did not return when uh, they were called. Yeah, so that's yeah. why you know half of his host with um, his father ended up going back, and so they weren't really held yes. to it. But he was, uh, right. it, and in that, Mandos was like, "Hey, uh, if any of you dies, you're not leaving the halls of Mandos." maybe yeah. forever or yeah, at least we'll certainly see. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. You've been very naughty and you're going to be in timeout for as long <laughs> as I say. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah. 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 The, yeah it holds yeah. were not held, but I think there were yeah. probably spankings at least reserved for <laughs> <laughs> all the, uh, Nolder and exiles, yeah. but yeah. Finrod was released immediately, which, yeah. you know, because he was such he, a good guy. He was such yeah. a good guy. He did, yeah, everything he, he did, he did oath. for. Yeah, you know, like yeah, if he if he refused a summons of the Valar, it was for the for good reasons. Yeah, because he yeah, was I mean, worried he, about his friends and family. Uh, yeah, falling under the influence of Feanor, pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, he didn't participate in the king's kin slaying, and no, he did know, not. He, he he didn't really do any of the evil stuff that the rest of yeah. the the. That's uh, right sons of fanor did so yeah. yeah he he earned it yeah he earned it yeah yeah, yeah i mean that, <laughs> I that's mean, that's Finrod I, that, I mean yeah that's pr- that's pretty much it that's pretty <laughs> much it uh yeah yeah i think he has to be my favorite uh of the elves of the first age yeah i mean he's he's so great i mean he's he's like well i mean we've said this several times already he's the best one i mean you know yeah uh, it, it almost feels like a hell of a guy pick him in, in a sort of a like a because <laughs> it's too obvious to pick yeah him. yeah right yeah it's like, in, like of a, course, in a hipster way one. it's like yeah, yeah. i don't it, it just feels fin- <laughs> picking finrod is so mainstream <laughs> yeah you know what? my favorite's Feyenoord. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I said that in our first episode that one of my favorites is Feanor, and that's I, just because he's the worst. He sucks. Yeah, but he's, he's a very no, fun he's character. He's a great to read character. Yes, exactly. But, but like, he's not a good guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy. the man or the elf, I guess in this case, like yeah, Finrod is the best of of them. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, Thingol, Feanor, obviously, uh, and all Feanor sons, uh, and even like Turgon who founds Gondolin. Like, they all make mistakes. Sure, yeah. I mean, they're not perfect uh, beings. No, nobody is, but... Yeah. Finrod really doesn't do wrong, you know? Yeah, I mean, he really doesn't. Even when he technically does, like I said, it's for a good reason, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah. It wasn't out of pride. It wasn't out of uh, no. It's it's not out of a character flaw. It's it's out of him believing he's doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. He was doing the best he could in a bad situation. Yeah, he, that's what he felt he had to do. And yeah, yeah. So um, you know, if you want to learn more about Fitnrod, read the Silmarillion. <laughs> yeah, can't really recommend that you uh, watch Rings of Power for any um, <laughs> more insight yeah, yeah. on Finrod, Unfortunately, uh. Partially yeah, it, the showrunner's fault, and then partially not at all because yeah, I mean it's a the, the time frame, alien, but yeah, time frame is like after his time, uh, time you know, yeah. like he dies 
during you know Baron and Luthien, they say he gets killed by Sauron, like implying that he died in battle or something. But they couldn't really yeah. get into specifics in the show. Yeah, but obviously. you do see like when they show his corpse, you see like claw marks on him that he was killed by. You know, it could have been yeah. a giant wolf, a werewolf, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, it was. It, there was reference, but um, yeah, they could only it, do so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like besides flashbacks, you're never really going to see Finrod. Yeah. No. Um, not until the Silmarillion uh, gets uh, the the film rights for the Silmarillion get sold, which probably eventually will happen. Yeah, but, uh, Tolkien yeah. Uh, states pretty careful about doing that sort of yeah, stuff, especially so. since they've been burned a few times recently. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say mixed reviews at best for Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, uh, yeah, still open for season two. But yeah, anyway, uh, with that, I mean. I think we need. Uh, I think the new Lord of the Wrongs needs to step up. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm the new Lord of the Wrong. Yeah. So that, I mean, we didn't really have a name for it, even though we yeah. were sitting right just, in front of us the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so we've just been telling it the Tolkien fun fact, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since, the Lord of the Wrongs needs to come up with the Tolkien fun fact. Yeah. So especially do since it. not a single one of these has turned out to be right on the first go. <laughs> But this no, is the I first think, time it's going to be correct. This I'm is a rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a rebrand for us. Yeah, pay no attention to the fact that the wrongs is in the name of the yeah. The Bruce that's and not Tyga. yeah. That's not important. Uh, so here's our Lord of the Wrongs Tolkien fun fact for the for the for the episode. <laughs> uh, Tolkien's inspiration for Finrod was a fella he knew in the war who played the harp during the Battle of the Somme, and. Uh, stopped the battle from happening because everybody was tripping while they while they heard this beautiful music. That's a true fact. So it was sort the of history a, books was, won't tell you. It was a it was a Christmas tree situation with yeah. a hallucinatory harp. That's exactly correct. Yeah, wow. it was just a fella in his platoon who was just a bitchin' harp player. He's like the Eddie Van Halen of harp players. <laughs> He was incredible. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> this is all moment, something that happened. <laughs> at that moment, all the all the soldiers along both battle lines stood oh, up sick, uh, from their trenches and said, Wow, that that's sure is one bitch in a harp. <laughs> <laughs> and they all came, like, came oh my together, God, that's shook a hands. Sick and harp hugged. solo. <laughs> Everyone loves a sick harp solo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is, yep. That's hey, it, was, it has to be true because I want it to be. <laughs> it's it is. So there you go. It is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, where can the people find us, survey Oh, uh, if they if they even want to, they can, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, Lord of the Wrongs Podcast. You can also send us an email if you have corrections, uh, questions, concerns. Praise, uh, sponsorship recipes. offers, Reci- yeah, sure, recipes. Why not? Uh, <laughs> clickbait articles, send- yeah, that's right. You can just send us an email at lord of the wrongs podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, join us next time. I guess uh, that's the end of our episode, fellas and ladies, yeah. and everyone in between. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. joining us. With that, uh, we tell say your friends, tell us, say, the Marie. Bye.